0: Hey, beautiful people. Oh, this is exciting this week. We've got James Swanick with us this week. And uh, James has been doing a huge amount in the alcohol-free world for years now. Absolutely years back when I first went alcohol-free. James was a huge part of my journey and that I used to watch his videos. And So it's really cool and special to have him on the show. So yeah, lots to look forward to here. And, And we're really just talking about getting the truth out. He's also an expert on sleep. Um, and, you know, talks a lot about that factor. So I know that's something a lot of you are interested in. So this is going to be really, really cool. Just before I do that, just a quick 20 seconds update. There's some really cool stuff coming in November. We've got some merch coming on the way. We've got a bonus podcast thing coming, which we've been sort of teasing and letting you guys know about. So that will be coming along soon. And um, yeah, just for any of you that are kind of watching the YouTube channel, Thanks so much. We really appreciate that. If you haven't come and uh, given us a subscribe yet, do come and do that. And I also have a YouTube channel out for my personal project, Rebel Spirituality Now, as well as the podcasts that are coming out. So I'd love to see any of you have who haven't caught that. Just, uh, yeah, just to come over and say, hey, come give the YouTube a subscribe and all that stuff. And um, yeah. All right, team. There we go. Without further ado, I'll hand you over to me and James. And uh, yeah, see you soon our team this is super special for a number of reasons the first one being we've got James Swanwick with us welcome sir it is amazing to have you here
1: thank you great to be here yeah dude
0: and i, I was just saying to you before we hit record that um this is really special for me because going way back about 8 years ago i had like a list on my computer of inspirational videos that i used to go back and watch again and again and and a few of them were yours and it was particularly um helpful for me in and around socializing, and alcohol free, and all of this stuff. So, this is a personal, like, thank you from me to you for for coming on the show. And it's it's really cool, like that that that's uh that's the first time I met you.
1: You're welcome, and I'm so happy to hear that. It's amazing to hear stories about uh, people who've been impacted in some way by you know something that I may have said years ago. So, congratulations and thank you.
0: Yeah, thanks, man. Well, dude, in the last eight years. So much has changed. I mean, back then, QuitLit was kind of bursting onto the scene. There was a lot of kind of more of this kind of uh, consciously, drink, you know, conscious drinking, moderate drinking, or and drinking less. And I think a lot has changed. And I know that you've impacted and helped tens of thousands of people to either reduce their drinking or stop drinking. Mm-hmm. Many high achievers, many people working in business. You're an entrepreneur yourself. We're going to talk about some of the amazing things you're up to with uh, with sleep and your kind of blue like blue light blocking glasses. Um, But what an amazing thing, right? The last eight years have been pretty mad in this world.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, without blowing my own trumpet, so to speak, I think in hindsight, I look back and I would say that myself and a few other people were pioneers Mm. almost in terms of feeling comfortable enough, confident enough to go on social media and say, hey, we don't drink and we think this is a preferable way to live, living an alcohol-free lifestyle. Because at the time... There was a lot of shame around drinking. There still is. There's a big stigma around it. And so I think, uh, you know, again, if we look back to eight years ago, I was willing to put myself out there and just say, hey, I don't drink. And here's why I think you might want to have a better relationship with alcohol. And even then, I must admit, I felt awkward about it. I wouldn't say that I was super comfortable talking about my alcohol free journey or proclaiming that I was alcohol free. But fast forward eight years later, and now there is, just a huge amount of alcohol-free alternatives on the market. People are now becoming what's been referred to as sober curious. Um, Alcohol's reputation is crumbling. Uh, Millennials have never drunk less. Mm. Uh, People are really starting to poke holes in this story that alcohol is something to be desired and something fun and something beneficial Uh, because the reality is, in my view, and certainly it's an increasing view that i'm seeing across all societies now alcohol is simply attractively packaged poison and you can have a wonderful life filled with fun and adventure excitement and socializing being alcohol free and i think that's what we're seeing now a real cultural change
0: yeah and it's it's such a different message it's uh i think for so long some of the kind of old school ways of uh, stopping drinking, a lot of people felt that they weren't really free. you know they were kind of mentally still trapped in this in this world, and they desperately although not drink they're no longer drinking but they didn't truly feel alcohol free and I think this kind of new movement is at the centerpiece of it is is truth, which is amazing because we've actually got reality on our side, which is profoundly cool because <laughs> they there's no we don't need to bullshit people we don't need to like overplay how great it is like it it is true. It's amazing to live that life that you're talking about. and um, yeah, I, I think so, man. I think you were there at the the real birth of of that as a message. So, yeah, I know many of our listeners will will want to thank you for that as well,
1: yeah, thank you. I think um you said you said I think you said the word facts or truth there. What's really interesting is new studies that are coming out which actually really demonstrate the negative consequences of alcohol. Um, the most important study I think that's come out in the last 20 years was in 2022 out of the UK, and they did a study of 35,000 middle-aged adults. And what they did is they tracked the effect of one drink per night, Mm -hmm. one seemingly innocent drink per night, seven standard drinks a week on the human brain. And what they found was is that even one drink a night is enough to destroy gray and white matter in the brain. Just let that sink in for a moment. Just one drink per night, whether it's a glass of red wine, a glass of white wine, a beer, whether that's you don't drink Monday through Friday, but then you drink a few on Friday and a few on Saturday and one on Sunday, however way you have seven drinks per week. That's enough to destroy brain matter. In other words, brain degeneration. And I think when we really let that sink in and we understand that and we dig into the science of that, it's tough to look at alcohol through the same lens again. It's tough to look at it at anything but a detrimental substance to our quality of life. Now, I can tell you from getting thousands and thousands of social media comments and messages over the years, especially from what we might call trolls, um, Mm -hmm. people who are quite aggressive towards this messaging, that the defense, the case for the defense is, oh, but those studies that came out that showed a glass of wine per night is good for your heart health. Now, The thing is, those studies have been debunked so many times over the last 30 years. I mean, it's 2023 as we're recording this. We've got some new, up to date, latest science. Like we have some new technology that really shows us what's actually going on. And all of the latest studies demonstrate that there is zero benefit to any amount of alcohol. So, you know, I'm, this is not my, thought this is not my opinion these are just facts and i'm just the the deliverer of the of these facts
0: yeah man i love that me and ellie recorded a podcast um a couple of weeks ago basically talking about how you know we we don't really believe that we need to demonize alcohol or hate it or any of that just tell the truth it's just the story is so wonky that just in getting the actual truth out like we're talking about here that's it. I mean, I, I don't think we're going to live in an alcohol-free world or that, you know, I hear these conversations and I see these conversations about, oh, alcohol should be illegal. And people are obviously very welcome to opinions and, and things like that. But, but honestly, I think if we just look at the, look at the truth of what's happening and look at the, the story that we've been running about alcohol for decades, and so much of it's invisible. What I love about what seems to be happening now, James, is that we're making it visible. Piece by piece, podcasts like this, conversations like we're having, the amazing work that you're doing—it peels back one layer at a time, so that people get to see the truth of what's happening. Because any other drug, with the amount of um, kind of clothing and invisible story around it, we would we would be question. You know, we might not question many drugs that we question the use of in our society. And it's happened so slowly over such a length of time that so much of it's invisible. So, I don't know what you see your role in this as now, but. How, yeah, how do you see it? Do you is would you is that in alignment with how you see what you're
1: up to? Yeah, well, look, just maybe a little backstory to create some context. I stopped drinking in 2010 uh, for lifestyle reasons. Now, I wasn't getting arrested or waking up in a ditch. I wasn't doing shocking, embarrassing behaviour that led to me going, "Oh, geez, I've got to stop drinking." Mm. What for me, what it was is that I was a socially acceptable drinker from my late teens until I was 35 years old. And by socially acceptable, I mean, I would drink a couple of drinks most nights of the week and on the weekends I I would drink more than that, right? So a glass of wine here, a couple of beers here, maybe a gin and tonic, you know, like just, I wasn't getting drunk or rarely getting drunk is probably more accurate. I was just a socially acceptable drinker, but I got to 35 and I woke up one morning and I just felt blah, like a six out of 10. I had low energy, wasn't sleeping great. I looked weathered in my face, like I had visible signs of of aging, which I thought was too much for a 35-year-old. I was carrying carrying some unwanted belly fat. Mm-hmm. I just felt like a six out of 10 in all areas of my life. My productivity was a six out of 10. My relationships were a six out of 10. And I, I remember I woke up, I was in Austin, Texas at the time. It was at that year's South by Southwest Festival, which is an annual festival they have there. And I was in a hotel room and I looked in the mirror and I went, oh man, I think it's time for a break. And then I went next door to the hotel where I was staying and I went into an IHOP, which is an international house of pancakes. It's like a fast food kind of breakfast, lunch place over in the US. And, And I sat down and I was like, what am I doing in an IHOP? Like this is, what am I doing here? And I could taste the gin and tonic on my mouth from from the night before. Again, I'd only had two gin and tonics. It didn't get drunk. It wasn't really a hangover. It was more just like, ugh. And that's where I said, I'm going to stop drinking for 30 days and see what happens. So I did. I stopped drinking right there and then for 30 days. I lost 13 pounds of fat in those 30 days. It just fell off wow. me. Um, I slept better. I looked better. I started to socialize in a different manner. I realized that the the conversations that I was having with people had more depth to them. They were no longer just surface level and trivial. Uh, I joined a gym, just did some very basic introductory kind of like workouts, and I I noticed I just started to feel really really good. And then, noticeably at that time, I also uh, uh, auditioned to become a television host on a pretty iconic sports TV news show over in in America called uh, Sports Center on ESPN. And to my utter bewilderment and amazement, I got the job. And so I was like, wow, in 30 or so days here, I've lost 13 pounds. I feel great. My relationships feel better. I've landed this dream job that I never in a million years thought I would have got, which I attribute in part to the clarity and the focus and the energy that I got from being alcohol-free. I thought, I'll just keep going. And so I did. I just kept going and going and going. And I kept getting more evidence that living alcohol-free was better and fun and Looked better and had more energy. And here I am, 13 and a half years later. I still haven't touched a drop of alcohol since 2010. And, you know, since then in 2015, just to come back to your original question, where do I see my role? You know, in 2015, I created a very modest online program called the 30 day no alcohol challenge. It's still online to this day, designed to help people to stop for 30 days. And now we've created a whole Movement called Project 90, where we take people through a 90 day stop drinking process and help rewire their mindset around alcohol. And people go through that program and that process as, as clients. And then just for public facing, you know, on my Instagram and my TikTok and YouTube, and we, we, you know, I, I really do just present science about alcohol and present motivating stories about people living an alcohol free lifestyle. And then we have a podcast in Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, which is called Alcohol-Free Lifestyle, which again, shares success stories of people who've successfully rewired their mindset around alcohol and are now living a beautiful alcohol-free lifestyle.
0: Oh, that's cool, dude. Man, and it doesn't matter like what age you are. I think I was was 26 when I started this journey. Everyone around me was drinking, and uh, I'm just so glad. I'm so glad that I... Got the memo when I did, and it's never you're never too young, you're never too old, and I think it's it's incredible to hear you know just the the amount of amazing stuff that you're putting out there, and in particular, I know that you're very well known for your knowledge around alcohol around sleep, and I'd love to explore that with you, but just before we do, what was the turning point for you, where this became where it changed from this? I'm just going to keep going, I'm just going to keep going, I feel amazing, I feel great too. No, I'm really going to get the message out. Like I I want to do something for people. I want I want to get this into people's, you know, heads so they can understand it.
1: In 2015, when I launched the 30-day no alcohol challenge, I did so with much trepidation (laughs) because it wasn't a thing there. It wasn't cool to Mm. announce that you were quote unquote sober. And I never liked the word sober. To me, the word sober implied that under normal circumstances, I would choose to drink, but I can't because it's too bad for me it's too too damaging to me Mm. so i never resonated with that word and so even when i when i launched the 30 day no alcohol challenge i was very precise about not using the word sober i was like gee shocks kind of you know if you want to just cut back maybe stop for 30 days maybe you might want to try this 30 day no alcohol challenge but it's all right if you don't want to it's okay don't worry if you don't you know if you want to keep drinking, it's fine so i was almost like apologetic about the fact that i was announcing to the world that i wasn't drinking and and inviting others to join me on this 30-day challenge then increasingly 2016 2017 as I started to to generate customers and clients and I I noticed around the same time I would be going to these Hollywood Hills parties where people would got got to know me for a while because I used to live in at the base of the Hollywood Hills and people would see me at these parties and say hey is it true that you don't drink and I'm like yeah I'm like, how do you have fun at these parties without drinking? And then I would start explaining it to them. And they were bewildered and amazed and in awe. And far from them challenging me and saying, go on, just have one, you'll be fine. I realized that they were really inquisitive. Like They were Mm. asking me through the lens of, oh, they were examining their own relationship with alcohol. And I only started seeing that really 2017. And then- 2018, end of 2018, that's when I really leaned in and said, okay, I'm going to take this seriously now. And that's when I created a much more structured 90 day process. I interviewed psychologists, I interviewed addiction experts, um, I did pre recorded training videos with sleep experts and um, Harvard and Yale educated uh, addiction specialists. And I put that all together into this 90 day process. And I really, uh, aimed my demographic at folks who were over the age of 35 and 40 because what i realized is that most of the folks under the age of 30 in their 20s or early 30s as much as they say they want to stop drinking they don't do it <laughs> that um maybe they've just got too much life ahead of them and they're like oh i'll kick the can down the road and do it later and then what i really found was 2018 19 2020 wow there was just a very noticeable increase in curiosity and interest, in people coming to me wanting to stop drinking. And then as the pandemic ended, so the last year, wow, there's been an explosion. I mean, I've just inundated with folks who are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, successful in life, financially affluent, uh, have had success. but. They're stuck on this stop-start cycle with their drinking. They stop for a while, then they start again. And the problems it's causing is unwanted weight gain, strained relationship with their spouse, they're not being present with their children. Um, they've got unwanted body fat. They're irritable. They feel stuck in many ways. They've got all of their other areas of their life, well, not all of them, but many areas of their life together. And on the outside, society would say you're a success, mm. but inside they go, God, this. This drinking's making me feel like crap. I wish I could stop it. But I got this corporate golf day I got to go to. But we've got all this business networking and these business events I got to go to. But oh, it's Thanksgiving and Christmas and it's the anniversary. Oh, I've got to drink there. And they just get stuck in this cycle. And um, but I tell you this: in three decades from now, my, my hypothesis is that we're gonna look back on drinking with the same level of disdain that we currently do cigarettes. That's the way we're moving. It might take three decades, but it's it's going to happen. And certainly since the pandemic ended, I've just seen a huge, huge increasing interest from people who are wanting to have a better relationship with alcohol.
0: Dude, I, I agree with you. I think that it's, um we've had a few people on the show who've shared their kind of ideas of how long they think it will be before we get to a point where people see, you know, alcohol in the same light as we might do smoking. And I've heard some people say 50 years, some people say, you know, 10, but I think you're right. I think sort of 20 to 30 years is going to be, it's it's a, it's an exponential shift year on year at the moment. Like I, I sort of try to explain to people what it was like even... You know, going back much longer for you, but even eight years ago for me, looking around, you know, I, I found um, Holly Whitaker's blog and a few other blogs that were out at the time, and I was reading books, and but things were there. Was, there just was wasn't so much there, and now it's just this explosion of uh, of awareness, which is really powerful. Um, so you mentioned, dude, you mentioned uh you know, talking to scientists, really getting really kind of like interested in in that side of things. Where did your interest in how alcohol was affecting sleep and just sleep in general? When did that really get turned on?
1: Yeah, well, one of the benefits of being alcohol free is that you start attracting a lot more health conscious people into your life. Mm. And you start being interested in health conscious events, uh, like seminars and biohacking, and you start learning terms like paleo and Intermittent fasting and cold plunges and saunas and exercise, which I wasn't really uh, exposed to when I was drinking because I, you know, my life was go out with some friends, have a few beers, watch the football, eat some burgers and fries, you know, have a bottle of wine at night. I just wasn't interested in that kind of stuff. But when I was alcohol free, I just was exposed to so many new, uh, healthy habits, so to speak. And so in 2015, I was in Palm Springs, California at a hotel on a, on a trip with some friends. And one of my friends came out to the hotel restaurant that night wearing a very ugly pair of Uvex orange safety goggles. And I remember saying to him, what are you doing? Get those ridiculous things off. And he said, no, man, I'm trying to block the blue light. And I said, block the blue light. What are you talking about? And this friend of mine was very health conscious, right? So he went on to explain that every artificial light at night that isn't flame, that isn't like a fire or a candle, for example, exposes uh, or emits rather an artificial blue light, which when the human eye is exposed to it, stimulates our pituitary and pineal glands, which in turn suppresses our melatonin release. In other words, any artificial light at night messes with our sleep. So his response to that was to wear a really ugly pair of UVEX safety goggles to dinner at a very nice hotel restaurant. And I thought, well, damn it, I'm not going to do that. I'm just vain enough that I want to look cool and hip if if I'm going to protect my eyes from the blue light. So I actually went back to Los Angeles uh, where I was living at the time from this Palm Springs trip. I dug into my closet and I retrieved a pair of uh, ski goggles which had a an amber orange tint to them, which I used to use uh, annually at the Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah, when I would go skiing there. And I started watching reruns of this TV show called Mad Men on AMC, and I would watch the show through these ridiculous looking ski goggles. And what I found was that wow, I actually did feel sleepier, quicker. And when I ultimately removed the goggles, turned off the TV and went to sleep, I realized when I woke up the next morning, I did fall asleep quicker. And you know what? I did feel like I slept deeper. So I was bought in on the idea that blocking artificial blue light does help you with your sleep. Again, the problem was you have to look like a meth chemist in order to block the blue light. So I decided to create a sexy or a somewhat stylish pair of blue light blocking glasses. And that's what my brother Tristan and I did in 2015. We created a pair of glasses, which are now have become affectionately known as Swannies from our sleep company, which is called Swanic Sleep. Um, I'm wearing a pair of our orange lens blue light blocking glasses right now. As we speak, you can see that the orange lens blocks the artificial blue light. Uh, no blue light is getting through. Um, and then I'm able to Uh, at least if I'm wearing these at nighttime, I'm able to then prepare for sleep. My body starts to get ready for sleep. Melatonin starts to be released. So ultimately, when I remove the glasses, I can fall asleep quicker, sleep deeper, and wake up feeling much more refreshed. So that's how the company came to be. We've been going eight years now. The glasses are now worn by professional athletes at organizations, including the New Orleans Saints, Tottenham Hotspur, English Premier League, Manchester United, the New York Knicks, uh, the uh, uh, Los Angeles Lakers, some of the LA Lakers players wear the glasses because their sports development scientists or doctors who are on those pro-athlete teams now recognize how important it is to have their star athletes sleeping well. So they've all you know donned their pro star athletes with the pair of these orange lens swannies so their athletes sleep better and ultimately perform much better on the court or on the field
0: yeah awesome and and there's um oh there's so much we could talk about with sleep i'm i've also been fascinated with it since i read uh, matthew walker's book a few years back um and look, it, it seems like there's a lot of benefits actually to wearing the glasses over just, because a lot of people these days, they'll say, yeah, but I've got this kind of blue blo- the, the blocker on my phone, or some people use F.lux on their computer and things like that. What are the benefits to wearing the glasses over just having a filter on, say, your laptop or your phone?
1: Yeah, F.lux and a filter on your phone will give you about a 10 or 15% protection only. Okay, because here's the thing, people mistakenly think that the only dangerous light is the light coming from your computer or your cell phone or your TV screen or your iPad. The reality is that the light that damages your sleep is coming from your microwave light, kitchen light, bedroom light, reading lamp light, the speedometer in your car light, the traffic light, the street light, the McDonald's golden arches lights as you're driving along the freeway. All of that light is destroying our sleep. So, you know, you can F.Lux and screen protector is great, do it, but really it's only going to give you 15% protection. And so again, people mistakenly think that just because they're wearing a pair of blue lock, blue blockers some of the time when they're on screens, they think that they can then remove the glasses, go and brush their teeth in the bathroom light, get into bed um you know read a book by the bedside uh with a bedside lamp and think that their light their eyes are still protected they're not the reality is is that in the last hour or so before you go to sleep the only true way well in fact let me let me come back here the best most effective way to block the most light at night is to literally live your life by candlelight yeah. it's to not turn on the lights not use a cell phone not not be exposed to any artificial light. Now it's 2023. None of us are going to do that. Right. But it is interesting. A lot of our customers message me and they go, wow, your glasses are so amazing. My sleep has improved. Now it all makes sense because I remember when I used to go camping with my kids and we'd have the fire, we used to sleep so much earlier and so much deeper. Now I'm realizing, wow, it's all this artificial light that was messing with us. Right. So it makes sense. But the only way that we know, and by the way, these swannies glasses have been tested by the university of washington in a scientific study to my knowledge we're the only brand of glasses that have actually been properly studied by a university university in a proper scientific experiment um to show that your sleep dramatically improves and your performance the next day in terms of clarity and focus dramatically improve as a result of wearing these glasses in the last hour before you go to sleep so That was a long answer, but the reality is, is that wear your glasses an hour before sleep, keep them on as you're brushing your teeth, only remove them once you're in bed and you've switched off the final light. If you do that, wow, you will see a noticeable improvement in your sleep quality.
0: Yeah. And it's one of those, there's small small things that people do that they don't even realize, you know, having their phone by their bed at night and just looking at it in the middle of the night or just, just kind of small things like that, which, you know, just that hit of light can delay the release of. Hormones like melatonin for up to three hours, right? Even longer, I think. So, yeah, that's, uh, I think a lot of people on our show will be aware of sleep. We have spoken about it and the impact in and around alcohol and a bit definitely around blue light and the impact of that. And, um, but I think people will be fascinated to hear that. There's, there's a few other things that I'm hearing in your story that I think are very, very cool. One of them is that that thing you said about how when you go alcohol free, just this magical thing starts happening where your interest in, you know, health and feeling better just kind of becomes more and more fine-tuned. And I think you noticing things like sleep quality. So we move from, you know, as drinkers every night, we're kind of, our bar is so low, we, we kind of don't even notice that our sleep is wrecked. Then alcohol leaves the system. We start to get an improvement there. And then over time, we start to think, hang on a minute, lights, <laughs> you know, that's making that's making a difference to my life. Um and in all that, from food to, and this, I don't know how it's been for you, man, but for me, it's been very natural. Cause I think a lot of people, they look at some of the things that I do and I'm sure they do with you as well. And they think, God, that looks like a, like, it must be a lot to think about. And, but I don't know, like, I think it becomes kind of natural because you just become way more in tune with what's going on in, with your body, biologically, physiologically, and you just kind of want to feel better. Right. So it's like a natural process.
1: You, you want to feel better. Like you yeah. said. You want to have more energy, you want to have more clarity, you want to have more focus, you want to have more connection. You don't want to be as irritable or tense or anxious. And a lot of people mistakenly believe that a glass of alcohol at the end of the night relieves them of their stress. It actually pours fire. It pours gasoline, I'm sorry, onto the fire of your stress. Mm-hmm. Now, look, it may create this illusionary, temporary feeling of stress relief that lasts about 30 minutes. The damage that that is now going to cause is profound. In fact, as it relates to sleep, you're better off drinking alcohol for breakfast than you are anywhere close to bedtime. Because at least if you drink alcohol for breakfast, your body now has 16 hours to work to get the toxins out of the body. Because make no mistake, when you drink alcohol, your body now goes to work to get that foreign substance out of your body. And if you're drinking close to bedtime, you don't want your body working. You want your body resting. And so, yes, it's true that a glass of wine or a drink at the end of the night may make you sleepy and may help you to fall asleep. But the quality of your sleep is going to be severely compromised because you had that drink. In fact, we see this. You may have noticed I'm wearing an aura ring. I mean, I track my Yeah, you've got one too. Um, you know, I track my sleep. I have my clients who we help to stop drinking and who we help to sleep better to track their sleep quality a week or so before they join our ninety-day stop drinking process, and then in the weeks during our ninety-day process, you should see the results they they text through to me. It's unbelievable. Like the sleep quality was average to crap. Excuse my language. You can when they were drinking, like. yeah and then suddenly you just see this like you see 7 days of just crap sleep crap poor poor mm. restless behavior not very long in the deep rem phase you know like they're getting scores of fair and it needs work or whatever whatever the you know the the language is that the aura app uses then a week into them stopping drinking all of a sudden you see this oh look wow now you've got a 70 Five score. Oh, you got a seventy-eight score. Now you got an eighty-two score. what yeah. Wow, you just got a. Your sleep is now good. Your your REM is now in the blue, as opposed to when it was in the red. The blue is like what the color that Aura uses to signify that you're in the right the the right range. So you know, don't take my word for it. I mean, you should treat everything I say with equal skepticism as you do anyone who's sprouting off this stuff. But yeah. I'll tell you this: when you just track yourself and you look at your own metrics and you know you know the truth and if you stop drinking you know that your sleep is going to be better and you know that you will feel better you know when you're going to be less stressed less anxious less less irritable so don't take my word for it just do it experiment with it test it and if you need support and it's you find it really challenging to stop then get support whether it's through me and my organization or or elsewhere but lean into that resistance and take it because i tell you it may feel like you're running through rose bushes in the beginning getting cut up and you're all bloody but on the other side oh it's beautiful
0: the beautiful life man and i know a lot of people for whom tracking you know various different kind of metrics um they would put it down to a large piece of what actually helps them find freedom because to see it just objectively in front of you, without anything, you know, you can't create a story to deny it or any of that stuff. You've got it there, and it's really powerful for anyone who is still drinking, and is going to go on a thirty-day journey, like they might do with you, or you know, with or, what me and Ellie do, or whatever. Doing it then, so that you get the direct kind of comparison. The um, comparison is amazing. It's so cool to see that shift and that change, dude. The other thing I really hear, and I know that we're, where are we? Awesome. We've got we've got a little while. I. The other thing that I really hear in your journey, and this is very true for me as well, is even down to that first 30 days that you took alcohol free, getting that job with ESPN, to the kind of entrepreneurial pursuits and everything. And I get a funny feeling that you've, you've probably always been quite driven. You'll have to tell me. But the extra time, energy, productivity, focus, all of that stuff that we get to to create and build things that change the world like Swannies, or to go and sort of have clarity in that job interview, that is a quantity, that's something that I think a lot of people don't consider. And I absolutely count stopping alcohol as the biggest turning point in my life. I had no idea that this thing that felt so difficult and challenging was going to be the biggest and most amazing shift and gift that I could, I just couldn't have imagined that. Um, I don't know. It's like, how do you, how do you see this? What would you love people to know?
1: Well, what I would say is this, um, stopping drinking has had a profound impact on my life. And it seems to have had a profound impact on the lives of all those who I know have also stopped drinking. So anecdotally, you know, I can share stories of, of people who stopped drinking and saved their marriage. They stopped drinking and they made a quarter of a million dollars more in the course of three months because of the clarity and focus that they had in their business. Uh, I had a gentleman from the UK, whose name is Christian. Uh, his wife sadly died uh, of cancer and he was drinking way too much from his grief. He joined us in our 90-day process, stopped drinking. And as a result of that, he decided to Cross off an item on his bucket list, which was to sail across an ocean. And so, as a great tribute to his late wife, and through motivation and the clarity and focus that he generated from being in our 90 day stop drinking process, he sailed from the west coast of Africa over to the Caribbean uh, on a 17 man crewed boat. And that was a profound experience for him um, as a testament to his wife, tribute to his wife, I should say. And again, to knock off a really big thing that had been hanging on his bucket list for fifty years, you know, six in his late sixties, he he committed to doing this when he was a teenager, and he hadn't done it. But as soon as he stopped drinking and he had that clarity and that focus and that drive and that motivation, he did it. I mean, I can speak just for myself. Um, Since I've stopped drinking, if I look at it from a financial point of view, I'm not so much interested in how much money I've saved from not buying alcohol what i'm more interested in is how much i've generated as a result of the clarity and focus from not drinking alcohol and i can say you know in terms of sales we've done upwards 25 million dollars in sales across a couple of my my businesses now i don't want to create the illusion that i'm got 25 million dollars in the bank you know there's a difference between sales and, and the income that you derive from that but that ain't nothing you know that's a lot. and I tell you, I would not be able to have generated that if I was still foggy and distracted and irritable from drinking. So for me, I go, well, I stopped drinking. what happened? I got the body that I think nature intended me to have. I don't have a six pack abs or anything like that, but I'm strong, I'm healthy. I, f- I feel good. I look the way that I think nature intended me to look and i'm I'm good with that. My relationships are solid um more depth to them you know my my conversations with my father are now enriching and filled with beautiful deep conversations whereas when i was drinking they were just surface level and trivial right um and then i look at the impact that i've been able to create in the world i mean isn't it amazing that i'm even being interviewed by you on this podcast of yours Right now, because just by me choosing not to drink, you're now, you know, giving me this this platform to be able to share my story, which I hope maybe inspires a handful of people to rethink their relationship with alcohol. The fact that you very kindly said to me that you saw a video of mine eight years ago and that in you know was helpful to you to choose uh you know have a better relationship with alcohol. Wow, look at the impact that that had just from me sharing that with you so you know when people and listeners here are thinking about this i just invite you to think about what impact could you having a better relationship with alcohol have on not just your life but your loved ones the people around you your family your friends your colleagues your boss your acquaintances because look at this Uh, sam felt impacted by me eight years ago and now you know i'm having an opportunity to impact others and maybe you as the listener are being impacted by this conversation so it's a beautiful thing
0: it sure is man and the the alcohol free family there are some incredible people in this community and i've to walk into somewhere where there's just so many people doing so many amazing things and so many thought leaders. And, and, and this is something I often say to people is go and look at a lot of people. Cause I, there are a lot of people who are at the, you know, at the peak of business and different things who are still drinking, but there's many people who aren't, there's many people who've seen for themselves insightfully, this isn't helping me. This isn't helping me at all. And, um, I just think that, um, the more people that we have that are putting the word out, like, hopefully like we both are. Um, and yeah, you never know. You just never know. Like there is, I had no idea to, to think that all that time ago when I was looking for kind of, I think as well, for me, it was men as well. Like there weren't, it seemed like I couldn't see that many men that were outside of the kind of traditional methods of stopping drinking. And, um, yeah as i say it was really great to see you going on your journey and and i th- i think that was bef- before many of the amazing things that you've launched as well so it's just incredible what can change in that amount of time well dude i can't thank you enough for coming and sharing not just your your wisdom but your energy because it's 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 really it's palpable and it's really great to, for our listeners to 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 feel that so i'd love to give you the opportunity to just you know what tell tell our audience i know you've mentioned many of them but what are the cool things what's the stuff you'd like our audience to know where can they find you all that kind of stuff
1: alcoholfreelifestyle.com is our website uh if you're on social media i'm at james Swannick on instagram you spell my last name uh with a w in there so it's s-w-a-n-w-i-c-k i'm on tiktok as well our podcast which is in like I said before on Spotify and in Apple Podcasts is is called Alcohol Free Lifestyle. And you'll find lots of tips and um, you know inspiring stories there. And then uh, in terms of the blue light blocking glasses, if sleep is your goal and you know you'd like to block a lot of that blue light, you can find us over at swanicsleep.com, And we're also available over on, on Amazon as well. If you just type in Swannic Sleep Blue Blockers or Swannies, as we're affectionately known, um, I'm sure you'll find us.
0: Awesome. Is there anything else that you'd like to, anything else that you just just feel like you're burning to say or share with our audience that you'd love to let them know?
1: I mean, look, I've had a life with alcohol and a life without, and a life without is way better. And you don't need to feel like you're an alcoholic to realize that alcohol is holding you back and compromising areas of your life. You know, candidly, if someone comes to us and says, I'm an alcoholic, we lovingly send them elsewhere like we, we steer them in a different direction what we really focus on is helping people who are not alcoholics but they are stuck in a stop start cycle with their drinking where they want to stop they found it really really challenging to stop so to that type of person i would say um accountability coaching fun having it be fun having some skin in the game and uh, coaching uh, and community, I should say, uh, you know, getting in a group of like-minded people that will really support you in um, having a long-term better relationship with alcohol. You don't have to quit forever, but I will invite you to quit for at least 90 days so you can really experience the profound benefits. And I'm confident if if you can get to 90 days alcohol-free, you'll probably enjoy it so much that you want to just keep on going
0: yeah i couldn't agree more and the container that you do that in is is very powerful there's so and, and you know to break through a lot of those beliefs and see the truth uh awesome dude well look thank you um from me personally thanks for our listeners for for coming and sharing and um you know we'd love to have you back on if there's ever anything that you're up to that uh, you want to come and share with our audience and stuff like that so uh thanks again man
1: oh uh, you're welcome and thank you for having me